Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. G'day, everyone, and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, the podcast where we crack some furfies over some cold ones. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me along the bar is my good mate, Ash Wallace, and another fucking good mate, it's Daniel Treadray. How you going, boys? Oh, excellent. Excellent, Drew. What about oh. you, Dan? Oh, I am excellent, especially after that top-notch introduction there. <laughs> Thanks, Podfather. No worries. I've put a bit of emphasis in there. You know the word fuck? you got to use it every now and again just to really <laughs> emphasize how, how, how good a mate you. How come you didn't emphasize that on me? Why was uh, I the only one? And then this is my mate, Ash fucking Wallace. That's better. <laughs> Thank God for that. Well... It's been an interesting week, guys, especially for you, Ash. You've, uh, you're have you almost up to two weeks in quarantine, aren't you? So how's uh, how's that going for you? I'm, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah, following yeah. your updates, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of people have watched my slow decline into insanity that I've been <laughs> keeping everyone updated on my Instagram story. It's been the, one of the only things actually keeping me kind of sane. <laughs> buddy Watson, an effing great intro. It was indeed. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Um... <laughs> Even your intro's getting the getting the Aussie slang props. Um, yeah, I've been slowly descending into insanity. I get out on Friday, though, so I'm getting there, nearly there. Get Home out. stretch. Yep. Thursday's my last full day, and then I get out on Friday. So, yeah, I'm getting there. So what have you been doing to sort of, you know, pass the time? Like, n- not too much detail, some of the more graphic things. I'm sure you're doing, getting, I'm, sure I'm doing a bit of that. things with oranges. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> Now, we want to know all about the orange incident, that's for sure. <laughs> well, the incident you are referring to is when I peeled an orange and then ate it like an apple and filmed myself doing it and just orange juice sliming off my face the whole time. I, it was so hard for me not to laugh while I was recording that because I was like on selfie cam and I could see everything. <laughs> it was very difficult to stop myself from laughing. But no, I th- that was kind of my magnum opus. That was my comedic peak. I don't think I'll ever top that. <laughs> it's all, um, all downhill from there. Yeah, exactly. But no, there's been a few good moments. I did a thing the other day. I think it was yesterday. It might still be on there, actually. Of um, I just went through a list of all the funny things that, I, that had happened since I've been here that I could remember. My favorite one actually isn't the orange. My favorite was when I was talking to my mum on the phone and shit, because I've, I've gone vegetarian kind of recently, and I guess she didn't know that. Right. And she saw, had seen in my Instagram stories, the food containers, they had like, they've got the V written on the top for vegetarian. And she said, why have they written V on it? Did you ask for ingredients starting with the letter V? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what she said to me. I was like, why would that be the first thing you would assume? See, I'm just trying to think of ingredients that actually would start with well, that's me. That's exactly the thought that I had. I was like, I can't think of any. <laughs> they just Deal? give you empty containers for the V. It's- uh, v energy drinks? <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Veal and the V energy drink. That's all I've had the whole time. What is foods that start with V? I'm going to Google that very quickly. Food? food? <laughs> Vegemite, veal, and V energy drinks. So we've got vegetables. I guess you could just like, yeah, I want vegetables. <laughs> so well, I guess, does that work? I guess by that definition, then she was actually right because vegetarian or vegetables, so. Yeah. Well, Varrots. Varrots. <laughs> what about just vinegar? 
You wait. You wait till my next uh, orange eating video. Whoa. Oh no! Oh no! Dislike. Maybe <laughs> dislike. That sounds like an innuendo. We'll just leave that there. Just leave that hanging. You what got about vanilla, you, Drew. How have you oh. been? Oh, I've been fine. I've just been been working. So shearing season. So been busy. My hands hurt. My neck hurts. My back hurts. Um, but apart from that, it's good to be making a bit of money again. This time of year comes around. Just work and fill up the bank account a bit for the winter when it's quiet. I'm like a bear, boys. I'm like a bear. <laughs> you got to work hard when you know when it's a uh, when the season's right, and then when the winter time comes, work slows down a bit and I crawl back into my house and I just you know, have wandered, wandered down the stream to get the salmon that are jumping upstream. Yes. Speaking <laughs> of bears, have you guys seen the the World Fat Bear Championships? I have not. Tell us about I this. Haven't. Um, so did you did you answer? <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be one of your news stories? Because I think I might know which one's fake. <laughs> Basically, they so they take photos of, like, I think they're like tagged in like national parks or something. Yeah. But it's like bears leaving hibernation before going into it. And it's like how much, like they take before and after photos of how much weight the bear puts in on over after summer. That's brilliant. Excellent. I and they give them like names like Rufus and stuff like that. So like. People have their favorite bear that's getting fat and stuff like that. I bet I bet that you can bet on it. Of course. <laughs> it's got to be something non-sports bet for this. You know, like bet on the fattest bear. You can bet on Scott Morrison what tie he's going to wear. So oh there's, there's anything out like anything is bettable apparently. You can bet on sports bet whether Jesus will come again. <laughs> oh, my God. What are the odds on that? <laughs> no. I think it's like it's not even that bad. I'm pretty sure it's like 500 to 1. Here but like bear week. I'm putting a link in the... But, like, the thing is as well is that um, if Jesus does come again, then your bet's just kind of moot anyway because <laughs> it's the end of the world. You don't, you're don't, you not going to get the money. <laughs> you just look outside, there's the, the apocalypse going on, and you're like, fuck this, I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> My multi's on, boys. She's on, she's on, boys. Beer's on me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I bet on the four horsemen right rocking up, not Jesus. And then some oh. Croatian bloke loses a tennis match and you lose your multi by one leg anyway. <laughs> so what does it matter? Yeah, that'll yeah, that's a bit rough. That's a bit rough anyway. Um, so yeah, Dan, what do you? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my segue from that. No, I was laughing at what buddy buddy Watson put in the chat. Jesus will come Probably again or come both. again. Different odds, I'm guessing. <laughs> Guess there's there's different odds uh, if he comes or if he comes. Um, <laughs> what are the odds on on Jesus actually coming? I don't know. Oh God, I. Uh, something That's the one thing that sports bet ten dollars sixty nine. So how's the work situation going, Dan? Have you started yet? What's uh, what's happening? Not, not yet. I've got one more week. My first day will be October twenty fifth. So still just enjoying goofing off for a little bit. Been so the past week. Um, I went. Spent a night in the Adelaide Oval Hotel, which is the five-star hotel they put on the side of the Adelaide Oval for some reason with the uh, accommodation vouchers that the SA government is offering. Very nice. And then on Thursday, we, myself and Soph, my girlfriend, went down to Monado to hang out with my mate Simba and some lions. So <laughs> your mate. making the most of my time off. Mm. So like you, you call them your mates. So you're not going there just <laughs> observing them. You're actually hanging out with them 
actually having like a an interesting sort of engagement with these creatures. Yeah, it was actually just like this, except with a heap of lion. Wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah nice. I actually recorded a podcast with them. Sorry to <laughs> break news that I'm cheating on you with some lions, but that's all right, man. That's all right. I'm sure it's great. I, I'm the only one that people can understand since you know they can only roar, but mm. the first makes for interesting listening. Now heard- they have like this. 365 thing which is basically like a dome where you can go into that the lions can climb all over oh that's cool it's kind of neat but i haven't um, had a voucher for it i haven't gone to monado for years i did work experience there actually i um did that like in year 10 at school and i absolutely loved it that was like a sort of a a really memorable experience for me and it's kind of weird because i come off a come off a farm so going to like a zoo's oh there's elephants rhinos lions and all that and one of the what, what I came away from it was was just like oh it's just like a big farm you know you're going out but instead of <laughs> instead of chucking hay to sheep you're chucking it to like a, a herd of buffalo <laughs> it's, it's very much kind of similar you're just sort of maintaining uh, you know the habitat and all that for them but like one one of the biggest things that stood out to me um, was like they had like the African wild dogs and for some reason like their pack split in two and then they're like attacking each other. And all these zookeepers just like driving around trying to split them up. And like, you know, they're wild dogs. What are you going to do? You're not going to get out and like stop them. So, so we're just we're, <laughs> we're just like driving around and uh, the zookeeper, he was like so scared that, you know, I think he gets a lot of people from Adelaide and all that who have no experience with animals. So I think he might have thought like I was like going to be traumatized by these like dogs ripping each other to shreds. Um, you were probably egging them on. Come on. You know, yeah, I had my bloody sports bet multi going on. I'm like, oh, who's going to win this one? We're just driving around and just then, with the camera for every, for everyone in the pub to check out. But And then Jesus came again. He did. He, and he felt great. Um, <laughs> Jesus, you're a fiend, uh, mate. Yeah. A fiend. No, I absolutely love Monado. That was great. Great experience. I'm glad yeah, you I enjoyed it. I haven't been there since I was, I don't know, I would have been maybe 12 or so. Hmm. It is a good good time, Monado Zoo. Yeah. Excellent, excellent place to so, visit. So that- plus also being a rainy Thursday, we basically had the place to ourselves. So that's an even bigger plus. Yeah. That dome, is I that mean, new? you wouldn't want to have the place to yourself though. Like there's no animals there. <laughs> What's Just the point? Walking around empty paddocks. <laughs> yes, the animals day off. Like, no, I'm not fucking going out. <laughs> I've been working hard. Uh, they've earned it, all right. They're, they're down at the pub. <laughs> Down uh, betting on whether Jesus will come again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think it's time to crack a a cold beverage. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it is too. I've just got a cart and dry. Nothing too exciting there, boys. Um, Let's get that right in the microphone, I reckon. I'm actually drinking uh, post-mixed or pre-mixed Captain Morgan's for the first time in about five years, I reckon. How's it going for you? A lot of memories came flooding back when I had my first sip. (laughs) Good memories? Not all of them pleasant, (laughs) and a lot of them that I can't remember as well. My favourite memories are the ones I don't remember. I'll never forget them. (laughs) I've got something experimental again today. Is it it nuclear fission? (laughs) (laughs) It's horchata-style milk stout from Canada. I have no idea whether this will be good or not. You've got to let us know what that's about. Milk stout. It's from Canada, so at least they'll apologise if it's no good. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Tastes like shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not just like here in Australia, we're just like, oh, that's not bloody draft beer. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that's why everyone down at the pub's like, 
when I worked there. Yeah, it's just like down in down in the southeast, they have a very basic taste palette, but I yeah. love that about them. E- even like Furfy, they're like, oh, that tastes like shit. Tastes like flowers. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just- like Furfy does Furfy to me just tastes like another one of those country beers. It's that. Yeah, like back the standard one you get on tap. Yeah. yeah, it's like that laid back compared to most craft beers. Yeah, because like <laughs> yeah, when it came to beach ball, everyone was like, "What's this bloody fancy beer?" It's just like, <laughs> it's like Furfy. It's like, oh well, you know, I quite like, really enjoy Furfy. Um, you know, the reps here can't say anything too bad about it. But yeah, <laughs> I dropped them in our like podcast, it. so we can't say anything bad about it. No, no, we're cracking them all right. Um, <laughs> would not really recommend, but I bought it, so I'll finish it. Yeah. Ah, no good, no good. It is it is what it is. It but I've just got do. some kaiju crush here on standby in case it was terrible to just chase it down. <laughs> was it bad enough to follow it down yeah. for a crush? Or... Oh, you cut out a bit just then, Drew. You did cu- cut out quite a bit. Ooh. And you're frozen. Oh, oh boy. Oh, Technical difficulties. Yeah, well, I'm still here, everyone. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, okay, now we can hear you. That's a bit better. You'll just have to uh, beer bong it, Dan, if it's no good. <laughs> Down the hatch. Do a Sunday beer bong. I'd love to see that. That would be in my, in my little goblet I've got here. <laughs> yes. No, I'll stick with my Captain Morgan's, my spice rum. Mm. It's just, it doesn't taste anywhere near as good as it used to. I've ruined it by drinking too much dark spice rum, like Kraken and the Captain Morgan's Black. They're yeah. just so much better. <laughs> yeah, it's the Captain Morgan's Black. Would you compare it to Kraken? Is it on that league? Because I love Kraken. Uh, I would say it's it's pretty different. I wouldn't okay. compare them on a level where like one is better than the other. The Captain Morgan's one is way more vanilla-y, but I really like it. I reckon it's just as good. And it is cheaper too, usually, so that's a bonus. I have to get myself a but, bottle, yeah. Yeah, it's something you have to try for yourself because it is like almost a completely different flavour. Right. Mm. Well, it sounded like all three of us went to speak at the same time just then and no one did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, after you, after you. <laughs> the Canadians oh, rubbed off to... on Dan. He's like, sorry, oh, I won't have to speak. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone full Canada. Mm. Oh, all right, sorry, boys. Yeah. Let's jump into some furfies and uh, see if we can crack some. Excellent. Sounds good. Let's go. All right. So you boys have two to make up for Tom. Apparently Tom Tom's furfies are just so excellent <laughs> that we need like we all need two to make up for his missing one when he's not here. <laughs> but, well, um, we've done it with three people a couple of times. Every time we've done it with three people, we've done two rounds. That's the only reason I said that. I mean, I've got plenty of stories in my bookmarks to make up for two stories anyway. It's just, am I creative enough for that? I don't know. Well, <laughs> another thing as well, since I don't know which one of us it was, it was definitely me actually, that had the bright idea to invite Tom to this. It takes so much more work to do these furfies now that he's been in it because he's raised the, <laughs> the level of, of furfy telling to such a high standard that now I have to prepare a lot more before I tell mine. Yeah, it's no good, Tom. How rude. No good. Yeah. How rude. Ridiculous. Why, how dare he be good at this? <laughs> so Anyways. I, I reckon you guys go first. I'll do mine. I've only got one, so mine can go in the middle, then you guys do yours. Yeah. I'm happy to go first, so. Go for it, my friend. All right. I am excellent to go second then. All right. Story number one. Squid Game proves capitalism doesn't work, says North Korea. 
Story number two. Cape Town citizens in revolt after plans to finish the foreshore freeway bridge are announced. And story number three. Meet the Miami fans who use the American flag to save a falling cat at a football game. Ah, okay. I know that one of these stories is indeed true, so I will let Drew take the first guess, but I would like to hear some more information if I could on them. Yes, sir. South Korean show Squid Game is a worldwide Netflix hit. North Korea is seizing it for propaganda. Squid Game is a lot of things. It's disturbing. It's apparently the most viewed original series that Netflix has ever released. And according to North Korea, it's also proof that capitalism doesn't work. It is said that Squid Game makes people realize the sad reality of the beastly South Korean society in which human beings are driven into extreme competition and their humanity is being wiped out, state-run media wrote on Tuesday. The show depicts the process of hundreds of people who are forced to live a hellish life, struggling with unbearable debt in a brutal game where they kill each other to claim the money prize for just one winner. Evidently, the country, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It is the current South Korean society where the the number of losers in fierce competitions such as employment, real estate, stocks increased dramatically, the North Korean propaganda reads. It adds that Squid Game shows the reality of living in a world where people are judged only by money. I like the idea that the reporter who wrote that article got bored halfway through and was like, oh, I don't need to write about this bit, blah, 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 next section. <laughs> blah, 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 North Korea, you know. <laughs> blah, blah, They've blah, done blah, some things. Nah. Nukes, <laughs> ballistic missiles, we're all dead. All right, story number two. It is not often that people prefer the infrastructure projects in their cities to be left half done, but that's just what the residents of Del Watercant, Cape Town, want. The bridge near the city centre of Cape Town has been left unfinished since the 1970s, becoming a local landmark and source of urban legends in the process. The exact reason why the foreshore freeway bridge has been left unfinished has is unknown, with residents claiming shopkeepers a shopkeeper refused to move or construction companies are unable to link two ends of the bridge together. Kempston Logistics of Cape Town had recently announced plans to link the bridge with the Nelson Mandela Boulevard. This announcement sparked uproar amongst the community with residents vowing to protect the failed development. Sam Blomkamp of Save the Cape Town Edge claims that the overhanging road has become a landmark of the city, attracting film productions, art installations and tourism. The foreshore freeway bridge is a testament to the Cape Town attitude of making the best out of every situation and has worked its way into the heart of our city, Mr. Blomkamp said. Initially a failed project, we have turned it into a unique landmark with character. To turn it back into a freeway which we don't need would be a waste of resources and ruin the precinct which has developed around the edge. And story number three. Craig Cromer is a facilities manager at the University of Miami and has had Miami Hurricanes tickets with his wife, Kimberly Cromer, for about seven years. At every game, they have hung an American flag over the railing right in front of their seats. Their risky mission to catch a stray cat as it fell from the upper deck is probably the strangest thing that has ever happened to them at a game. You would hope so. Early in the second quarter of number 22 seed Miami's home against the Appalachian State Mountaineers, a murmur rose from the student section. 
The students noticed a cat dangling from the upper deck. The Chromas turned around and th- at first thought it was a dog. Another fa- fan thought it was someone's kid. Once they realized what was happening, they ripped their flag free from their zip ties and he and his wife stretched it out to create a landing pad for the cat. They stood there for about three minutes while the cat peed all over the fans below. It seemed like it took forever, Craig said. Eventually, the cat lost its grip and tumbled downward. The, the, Craig's, the Chroma's flag did just enough to break the fall and let the students in the section nearby grab it but before it hit the ground. The entire corner of the stadium in Miami Gardens, right by Miami's tunnel, erupted in cheers as one student raised the cat in the air like it was Simba from The Lion King. <laughs> All right. Oh, you do know how to make a story sound like a plant, Dan. (laughs) Well, I know that one of them is true, so I will let you have the first stab at this one, Drew. There was a lot of rhyming that happened just then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I'm going to go with number one or three. Just watching Ash's eyes there as as I say that. Um, avert your gaze, Ash, avert your gaze. All right, so this is just my thing. The, the first one about, you know, North Korea commenting on obviously a very successful uh, Netflix series from South Korea. Um, I'm not I'm not 100% sure whether they would, obviously they're not going to like it because it's from them, from that nation, but whether they would comment on it or not, I'm not sure. I feel like they might just ignore it, potentially, I don't know. But that's my thinking there. I think they might just be like, you know, just trying to, t- trying to ignore it and not comment on it at all. Um, could be very wrong there. Um, and also the, the the third one, just like you could have made that one up and that could have been like a, wet, a red herring sort of from before. You're talking about, you know, talking to your mate Simba and you're also involving Simba in your bloody news story. <laughs> that's so, what I said. Well, that's what I was talking about when yeah. I said, you sure know how to make a story sound like a plant. Yeah. So, you know... Even our casual conversation at the start of the episode, Dan's planning the shit from the very start. You've <laughs> always got to be gaming the system, guys. Look, Dan, I, Dan was planning these one. stories before they even happened. <laughs> I'm just here trying to you know, catch up with a beer of you boys, but you know, you're trying to trick us from the very beginning, Dan. I don't, don't even know if you're <laughs> yourself at the moment. Is that even a real hat you're wearing? Probably not. It's probably just a <laughs> no, figment no, of not. my imagination. These aren't actually real headphones. Are you even a nuclear scientist? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. So it's probably number two at this point. I forgot what number two was. Remind me that one again. Was the construction for the freeway in Johannesburg? In Cape Town, the unfinished freeway. Could be that one too. Don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to go. Well, it could be one of the three. You are correct. (laughs) Could be. I'm just going to go number one because why not? I'm pretty sure that's going to be wrong, but, you know, I've got to hurry up here. So number one. Okay, so... I know that number three is indeed true because I've actually seen the video. Okay. Um, I don't know between one and two. I was going to go with one, but now Drew's gone with one. I kind of want to go with two just so one of us will definitely get it. But I'm not going to do that because that's a lame way to play this game. I am going yeah. to go with number one. Because yeah, it was boy. Before. Come on, Ash. Number one. Number one. Number two is the furphy. Oh, yeah. Ah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well done. While there is an unfinished bridge from the 70s overhanging the middle of the Cape Town city, there are currently no plans to fix it. Um, during the 2010 World Cup, uh, Hyundai actually managed to prop a 35-foot Vuvuzela against it. Damn you, Hyundai. <laughs> Can I just say as well? Rabombe. 
That was the most boring furphy we've had. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Furphy about anything. It was about people don't want a bridge to be finished. <laughs> His furphy's just like there, there is an unfinished bridge, but they actually didn't do anything to it. Uh, in my story, they did something to it. <laughs> oh, Daniel. See, that's that's the thing, boys. You know, you, you do your two furphies for the episode, right? And that's the type of furphy. That's the type of content you get. Fucking uh, unfinished bridges that are actually. <laughs> so, like, look, look, in, in my world, I'm coming to the pub, like, boys, this bridge. It was been unfinished for years, but fucking hell, they've done some <laughs> magnificent stuff to it. It's, it's the best bridge we've ever fucking seen now. I'm going to just make it into an art piece. It's going to be, it's going to revolutionize the, the whole whole country of America. It's just amazing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, don't know. Fucking hell. Good one, Doe. Dan, you got us. Yeah, Dane? He's, he's gone with a new tactic of just making it sound so boring that it has to be true. <laughs> Grandma picks up walking stick. <laughs> doesn't use walker because it's, quote, too heavy. Oh, sh- Was <laughs> You're not meant to guess my second furphy, Drew. Yeah, well, I've just ruined it. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Unintentional. All right. Let's go, Ash. I will give you my first round. Story number one. Genetically modified mosquitoes to be released in Florida after years of planning. Hmm. Story number two. Model who caused 11-car pileup on busy freeway says tarantula fell from sun visor onto her exposed breasts. Uh, Was this the same freeway in Cape Town? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they then just drove off the end of the bridge. That's how she caused the accident. Um, And story number three. Four-year-old girl discovers 220-million-year-old dinosaur footprint at a beach in Wales. Any initial Mm. thoughts, or do you just want me to get straight into some details? We'll get into some details there. Thanks, Ash Boy. Always go for the details. The devil's devil's in them, boys. (laughs) Story number one, the modified mosquitoes. Florida will begin releasing genetically modified mosquitoes this week as part of its efforts to control one of the disease-spreading species of the biting insect. The state will release almost 144,000 non-biting male mosquitoes in the coming weeks, engineered by the British firm Oxitec, that are meant to mate with biting females with any resulting female offspring unable to survive. Favourite band, The Offspring. Uh, story number two. It's your favourite band, the, is it? The Offspring? The no, mosquito it's, it's offspring? not actually. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I, remember it was I Con- like them. They're it, good. But it was Conrad's favourite band favorite. for a long time in high school, The Offspring. They are good. I don't like... I like their earlier stuff, that way more punky stuff. Mm-hmm, same. Anyway, that's very beside the point. I was just thrown off. Am I really? <laughs> no, no, they're definitely not my favourite band. Alexis <laughs> on Fire are, if anyone's asking. Uh, story number two. Uh, the model who caused the pileup. 26-year-old Pittsburgh model Dana Whitmore was running late for a photo shoot, which led to her preparing for the shoot while in transit on the I-76 freeway. Dana said that after she took her top off to change it, she brought the sun visor down to check the mirror in case removing her top had smudged any of her makeup. But when she brought down the sun visor, a large tarantula fell onto her exposed breasts, causing her to scream and flail. The commotion brought on a chain reaction that led to her partner crashing their Jeep Cherokee, causing a large pileup that involved 10 light vehicles and one commercial freighter. No one in the crash sustained life-threatening or serious injuries. So, not all bad. Sorry, what country was that in? That's in the US. It's in Pittsburgh. Okay, yep. The good old US of A. And story number three, the four-year-old girl with the dinosaur footprint. Uh, You know what? I think I've accidentally deleted a line from this somewhere. So it starts from like midway through the article, my details. 
The creature probably stood 29.5 inches tall, which was about eight feet long and walked on its two hind feet, paleontology curator said. Walking along a beach in Wales with her father and their pet dog, she spotted an extremely well-preserved dinosaur footprint that has excited paleontologists worldwide. Lily Wilder made the discovery near Bendrix Bay in South Wales in the UK, finding an imprint thought to have been left 220 million years ago. Now, I did also, because it was just worded, like it was written really annoyingly, so it was annoying to copy down this one. There was a bit that I read, though. It wasn't just a footprint in the sand because that would have been ridiculous. It was in it was in a rock. Yeah, I would assume it wouldn't be in the sand. Like, like most fossils <laughs> would be. <laughs> it's just well, like- it, it doesn't actually say it was a fossil or anything. It just says it was a dinosaur footprint at a beach in Wales. Yeah. So I just thought I would clear that up in case <laughs> you were like, well, this is obviously bogus. It's just like there's um, like the sand. It's just like it just has it like <laughs> blown like over. And there's no, no wind in Wales. You, you didn't know that. Um, All right, Dan, so you go first, Matt. What do you reckon that this uh, I have, is? I have actually heard. About of course, you fucking have. You boys check the news too much. What are you bloody you old? What you watching? <laughs> you bloody um, six I've o'clock news every it night in relation to Singapore, though not not Florida. But I have no, heard you about think genetic. I've gone, your style and just taking the story and obscured it slightly. <laughs> Listen, the grandma didn't pick up the cane in the States. It was actually in uh, Germany. So, ha, ah, fucking gotcha. It wasn't a cane. It was a walking frame. Because it's so dumb. <laughs> Idiots. Um, my, my immediate thought is number two sounds like a firth. Number two. Um, Why is that either, Well... I think he's kind of given part of the last story away when he said he didn't copy down all the all the details. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah, right. but he could have just said that. But he, al- he but could also, have fucked up his own uh, story and I deleted his own story. Yeah, there have been dinosaur footprints found in the UK before. I believe there's some notable fossil fossil formation somewhere around there. Yeah, well, the the Queen lives there, so they've got a. Little- <laughs> <laughs> She actually predates this fossil, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, well, naturally, yeah. Um, I'm going to go number number two. I think this might be naive on my behalf, but where would a tarantula come from in the states on the on the freeway where they'd be living? Also, I don't think the the tarantula was on the freeway. No, (laughs) yes, (laughs) you know what? It was actually driving a Porsche, and they just had a head on. I don't think tarantulas are in the States, let alone living in like a city environment. So I'm going to go with number two. Could be wrong. I don't know. I haven't been to the States. I don't well, fucking know. Two, two nominations for story two. Well, I can confirm that the Furphy was story number two. Okay, cool, cool. We got him. You both got it. Ladies and gentlemen, we having got him. Said, having said that, though, I'm certain that there are tarantulas in the States. Sure. Yeah, people keep them as pets. Yeah, but not like, you know... Yeah, no, there's native. wild ones in the States. It's huntsmen's that are only Australia. Well, we- I'm sure there's tarantulas in the because there's loads of them in South America as well. And, you know, same continent. Well, this might be a thing I want to have to buddy, uh, check up on Google. Let's, uh, let's- I'm probably going to be wrong now. Yeah, and that sounds so sound- smug with my fat Tarantulas, tool. they're just like it. They live in like, you know, like sort of jungle and forest sort of settings. There's bound to be some sort of irresponsible pet owner just letting his tarantula run wild as well. Let your tarantulas run wild and free. <laughs> Let your freak flag fly. I don't actually really even know what that means. I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> Do tarantulas live in the USA? 
<laughs> no, I'm still going to come up. Uh, hey, Siri. No, they are in there. Tarantulas live in 12 US states, including New Mexico, California, Arizona, Louisiana, Texas, et cetera, et cetera. So there you go. Ah, et cetera, et cetera, my favorite state. They live in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did see Pennsylvania on there. So. <laughs> oh, well, I could, I could have been sure. wrong anyway then in the end. If you were a, um, what's the people that study, like an arachnologist? <laughs> you would have known that one. <laughs> All right, Drew, let's get your first round if you finish dropping your beers everywhere. <laughs> Just moving my six-pack out of the way so I can get to my laptop. <laughs> and then you moved your beers after that. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was a joke about Drew being ripped. <laughs> ripped. Me. I'm about as ripped as a bloody brand new T-shirt. You, are- you know, I've got no rips in me at all. <laughs> you, you are a pure unit, Drew. Ash is just cringe. Adrenaline, why, was if you will. The, why was the first thing you went to a new T-shirt? <laughs> because a new T-shirt isn't ripped. It doesn't have rips in it. Well, I mean, you can buy new jeans that are ripped. That's probably shirt. True. Like that is disgusting. I, you know... <laughs> Look, I was I was clothes shopping uh, when I was in Darwin, right? I'm like, I need a new pair of jeans. I need a new pair of jeans. You know, I don't have any at the moment. And I could I could not find any ones with like no holes in them. And I found I found, it, I found my right size, a color I really liked, one that fit me nice around the bum. You know, make my bum look nice and juicy for all those. For, well, for <laughs> oh, my wife, your, your bum always that. looks nice and juicy. <laughs> oh, look, it's just it's just a uh, it's just gaping. It's made it look fantastic, right? <laughs> Um, but it has That's like not a word you want to use when you're describing your bum. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's one I want to use. Ash, don't don't uh, don't put me down like that, mate. You're meant to be my friend here at the bar. But anyway, it had these massive like holes in my don't knees. Know what that means? But continue. I know exactly what that means, Ash. Um, Is this your experience with Lana Rhodes again? <laughs> yeah. Well, just uh, yes. Anyway, just about the hole, holes in the in, in the knees. Just like it had massive holes in the knees, and it just like exposes my hairy knees. You know, no one needs to say that. I think it like it works well for girls, whatever. Show a bit of skin, but just like I don't keep your ha- keep your hairy knees behind the denim, Drew. I agree. So I, I agree, Dan. So I didn't get the the holy jeans. You know, like a friend of mine that I used to have in high school used to wear ripped jeans to school, and she used to only shave the parts of her legs because she was lazy that the holes would show. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> But, I mean, that's something that you could do. You could just shave your knees and buy those jeans. Shave my knees. I'd, <laughs> I'd rather knees. not. I'll have, like, chafed knees just rubbing against these bloody these jeans I'm on. All right. You so, could always buy the jeans and embroider the holes back up. Yeah, but then they won't. Yeah, no, just I'm not much of a. <laughs> at, um, at school when we had to do sewing and stuff, I, I was the kid and I put, a, I put the sewing machine needle through my finger. <laughs> I did that, and then I we were like stitching by hand these pencil cases, and I had like the, I had like a real baggy parachute pants at the time, and I was just like you know talking to mates, whatever. <laughs> what did you go to school in the sixties? <laughs> what? Why were you wearing parachute? He, pants? he was cosplaying as M- MC Hammer. <laughs> well, they they weren't like you know blood. I wasn't like a rapper getting around. They were just like baggy <laughs> fucking parachute pants. You probably saw them when I went to school. I don't know. Yeah, I probably did. I don't remember things that happened yesterday. So. No. I, I wouldn't expect you to re- remember my pants necessarily. I can't, I can't. You used to wear like denim shorts at school. Me? Did you? I don't know. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever worn denim shorts before. Uh, I don't even wear jeans. I don't like jeans. All right. Well, 
I must be but thinking of my other lover at high school. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Give you that gaping bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gaping bum hole with just like hairy knees exposed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, let's move on. I never bought those jeans, so you don't have to worry about that image of me getting around in public. <laughs> I'm glad we got to that in the end. All right, so my story is they're, they're video game themed, just so everyone knows. So story number one, FIFA doesn't want an exclusive license deal with EA. Story number one. Story number th- uh, two is US gaming has lost half of the audience it gains, uh, audience gains it made in 2022. It's from the NPD. Story number three: God of War creator David Jaffe joins Xbox Studio the Initiative to foster new action IP for Game Pass. So um, did you um, say story yeah, number twenty? Did you did you twenty twenty two? Have you given us a story that happened in the future? <laughs> yes. No. I think I said three, Arnie but came back to give you this information. I think I said story number three, but um, I'm recording this, so I'm sure we'll be able to listen back to it and give myself a big slap on the on the wrist for saying that. But anyway, did you catch the story or just get the number? No, no, story number two. You said it happened in 2022. You did. I was. Oh, well, I meant 2020. I said 2020. Again? US. Uh, 2020, get... okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay. So I have some initial thoughts, but I would like to hear some more information if I could, please. Okay. So uh, FIFA doesn't want an exclusive license deal. After nearly three decades of partnership with Electronic Arts, FIFA is looking to play the field. The Football Federation today laid out changes in the strategy, saying it plans to widen its gaming and esports portfolio. Quote, FIFA is bullish and excited about the future of gaming and esports for football. And it's clear that this needs to be a space that is occupied by more than one party controlling all rights. End quote. So that's a bit of the article I'll read for that one. Story number two, the U- uh, US gaming has lost half of the audience gains it made in 2020. It's, we- <laughs> <laughs> it's well established. Yes, Dan. It's well established established <laughs> uh, that more people started playing games when the pandemic hit. But a new report from the NPD group suggests a chunk of those new gamers have moved on. According to the NPD 2021 Evolution of Entertainment Report, 2020 saw the number of Americans playing games jump from 73 to 79%. However, this year the figure has backslid to 76%. In spite of the audience decline, the NPD found spending of the US video games is up 33% of the six months ended in July 2021. So that's the information I'll give you there. And story number three, God of War creator David Jaffe joins Xbox Studio, the initiative to foster new action IP for Game Pass. After leaving the initiative, oh, sorry. After leaving Sony Interactive Entertainment in uh, 20, oh, 2007, can't do numbers today, guys. <laughs> Fucking juice. The mind behind After some- leaving in 2032. <laughs> uh, the mind behind some of PlayStation's biggest franchises, such as Twisted Metal, God of War, and uh, drawn to death, uh, D- David Jaffe will be getting back into video game development by joining the initiative, Microsoft's homegrown studio to foster new action IP to de- debut on the company's Xbox Game Pass service. The move was a personal decision made by Jaffe to get back to creating some, quote, fucking awesome games, end quote. 
Uh, this is a quote from David Jaffe. Um, I love my time at Sony. Together, uh, together, myself and the team at Santa Monica Studio created some of some truly iconic IP from God of War, Twisted Metal, and even my later project, Drawn to Death. Uh, I am proud of the titles I have worked on. It's been it's been good to have have had a break from the industry and focus on on family and interact with a passionate audience through my YouTube channel. But now, more than a year, I need to get back to creating some fucking awesome games. The work from home situation has made it easier than ever to create from home, and I can't wait to collaborate with everyone at the initiative in LA, end quote. So that's all the information I'll give for that story. So, boys, what do we think? Any uh, any questions? Any any intrigue? Well, number one I can see is true because EA are the worst, so... <laughs> mm. EA, EA aren't too bad. They're actually going pretty well compared to, you know, Ubisoft and um, Activision at the moment, the other two major publishers. Sure, They're true. doing some pretty bad shit at the moment, so EA, in all respect, looking all right. But what do you, what do you yeah. reckon about um, FIFA not being, like, called FIFA anymore? Because, like, you know, they've, they've had, like, the, the rights locked down for a long time. Do you actually think that they would... Just like, you know, say, Surely don't need that money anymore. Comes out will still be... Oh, do you mean that EA will keep making the games but call it something else like Pez? Because <laughs> this, this opens the doors to like other um, publishers as well, as well to get FIFA, um, the name in their games, which is like a... I can definitely see that one being true as well, just because the FIFA games have deteriorated in quality so rapidly in the last few years because EA are just trying to monetize every aspect of the game that they can because EA will be EA. Um, when you first read the article, like the headline for that, I thought you were saying that um, like the game itself, like the people that make the game are trying to move away from EA but I was like EA make that game they don't just publish it but yeah no, obviously well, the actual FIFA football federation the so, FIFA branding sort of yeah. thing uh, um god I actually have no idea on this one um, all three of them easily true that I can't pick one over the others number two was a lot of numbers thrown at us um <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Numbers are Isn't easy to make up. I just can't game. read them. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're Isn't actually the just words, with... and you read them wrong. <laughs> Isn't the key figure with God of War Corey Balrog, or was he just the director of the last game? Yeah, so that was the last game. Up, uh, David Jaffe. He is the one of the lead developers on the so original he's the guy who... on the original yeah, okay. God of War on PlayStation Two. Yeah. Yeah, it's, he, he did say when he was reading the details that he left in 2007. Yeah. Or it might yeah. have been 2070. Who knows with Drew? But, but also, um, yeah. <laughs> didn't you say he was moving on last year after he said he was in, moved, left in 2007? So, yeah, a bit more context for that, I guess. Uh, he left Sony Entertainment in 2007, but he actually stayed on with his own team that, that disbanded in 2014. So he's been on a bit of a break since then. He's actually got a YouTube channel. Which is like really funny. He just like comments on you know video game industry stuff and plays games and hangs out. He's actually found a fair bit of success there. Um, so I've I've subscribed to him. Actually, watch him a bit. But it's interesting because he's actually like you know he's getting back into the game because he's actually he's just like he's a really creative guy. He just says what he wants to do and he's had an opportunity at the initiative to actually jump in and be able to make some games again. And you know with like Perfect Dark as well. I read like the the last bit of the article sort of talks about the Perfect Dark reboot as well. 
So I'm looking forward to that, actually. Perfect Dark. You guys play Perfect Dark on Nintendo 64? Yeah, I did. I think I was like really young when I tried to play it, though. That was a very technical game. For when it came out, I was very, very bad at it. It was like 007, like Goldeneye, except it was way harder. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't very good at it, but it was very fun. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I genuinely don't know. I've only was... started playing the new, well, newest God of War recently, like while I've been in quarantine because I haven't played it Boy. yet. I got it for free Boy. on, uh, you get it for free if you've got PlayStation Plus, so that's pretty cool. What was the third one again? Well, that was the third one, the God of War. Oh, David what was Jaffe. the second one? There. The second one was um, half people have stopped playing games. That's right. Yeah, from 2020. Like, out of all the people that actually started, um, like, come to gaming because of the lockdowns and that, um, a lot of them have left because they've gone back to work and probably forgot about games type of thing. Yeah, I mean, that sounds very true, but... It's actually, I'll, I'll, I'll do it, Dan. It's like, you know what? It, it did go up by 77, but I said 78. <laughs> <Fucking God. laughs> you know, I'm just going to take a stab in the dark and lock in number two. I'm going to go with number three. I'm going to go with the God of War one. I feel like you saying that you watch him a bit has inspired you to write a furphy about him. See, see I was going to say number three, and then he started talking about perfect dark unprompted. Well, I don't know. I'm probably <laughs> wrong then. We'll find out. <laughs> True. Uh, number three, what was what's the furphy? Number three. Number three. Ash was correct. Yes. God damn it. Why did you stop talking about Perfect Dark? <laughs> because that's the game, the initiative that uh, Xbox are making. No, uh, David Jaffe is very much happy just uh, doing his YouTube stuff. He doesn't want to fucking go. go back to making games for big conglomerates. Fuck that. <laughs> He's just getting people's sub money on YouTube. Like and subscribe, he says. Like and subscribe. <laughs> and ring, ring the that bell. bell for notifications. Don't ring the bell. Fuck's sakes. That's just annoying. And, it goes off all the time. comment for the algorithm. <sighs> all right, Dan. Well, how about we get your second round, <laughs> then, big boy? Let's go. Um, story number one. Grandma falls over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> story number two. Grandpa um, picks her up. <laughs> <laughs> Spread articles for these stories. Maybe I can Story do a second number round. one. Just do that. Sorry. Scientists find traces of cocaine in United Kingdom shrimp. Mm. Story number two: Alaska man arrested for stowing away in the cargo hold of a FedEx flight to Frankfurt. And story number three: Vienna museums open adult-only OnlyFans account to display tasteful nudes. Tasteful nudes. That's okay. That one. <laughs> the last one. Yeah. Uh, Vienna museums open adult only OnlyFans account to display tasteful nudes. Hmm. Okay. What's a tasteful yeah, nude? Again? Just like just I've not no not gaping, non gaping <laughs> nudes. <laughs> I'm going to assume, <laughs> like always, we want more information. So. Yeah, I've got no idea so far. So I would love some more information. Researchers in the UK of story number one, of course, researchers in the UK have found traces of illicit drugs, pharmaceuticals and pesticides in samples of freshwater shrimp. A study carried out by scientists from King's College London and the University of Suffolk tested the exposure of wildlife like freshwater shrimp to shrimp to different shrimp, <laughs> 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 shrimp, <laughs> freshwater shrimp. 
to different micropollutants at 15 different exposure sites in the county of Suffolk. Scientists were surprised to find illicit drugs in samples in rural England, with cocaine found in all samples tested and ketamine also widespread. <laughs> Such regular occurrence of illicit drugs in wildlife was surprising, Leo and Barron from King's College London said in a press release. We might expect to see these in urban areas such as London, but not in smaller and more rural catchments. Researchers also found traces of pheron, a pesticide that has long been banned in the UK, added Barron, who said the sources of the chemical are not clear. Story number two. Ever thought international flights are too expensive? An Anchorage man has had the same thought and attempted to act on it to get a free plane ride to Germany. Sydney Dinwiddie. 31, of Mountain View Anchorage, (laughs) was arrested last Wednesday as he attempted to stow away on a FedEx flight that was refueling at Anchorage Airport on his journey to Europe. He was found by runway crew just as the plane finished loading additional cargo before takeoff. He had a small bag with him, including items such as his passport, spare clothing and toiletries, and food for the bumpy ride. Due to its location and the curvature of the Earth, Anchorage lies within 10 hours flight of most locations in North America and Europe, making it home to a major FedEx hub and a common stop for air freight lines. Mr. Dinwiddie was hoping to use this fact to his advantage to score a free European summer holiday. Air marshals at the Ted Stevens Anchorage International Airport, however, had other ideas. He has been reminded in custody and will face the Anchorage Magistrates Court at a date. And then I hope that one's true just for his name. Mm. If you made that up, (laughs) Dan, uh, well done. And story number three. More than a century after the artists of the Vienna Secession declared in every age its art to artists' freedom, the Austrian capital has found a new site for artistic expression free from censorship, the adults-only platform OnlyFans. Vienna's tourism board has started an account on OnlyFans the only social network that permits depictions of nudity in protest against platforms ongoing censorship of its art museums and galleries. In July, the Albertina Museum's new TikTok account was suspended and then blocked for showing works by the Japanese photographer Nobuyoshi Araki that showed an obscured female breast, forcing the museum to start a new account. This (laughs) followed a similar incident in 2019, when Instagram ruled a painting by Peter Paul Rubens violated the platform's community standards. In 2018, the Natural History Museum's pho- photograph of the 25,000 years old Venus of Willendorf figurine was deemed pornographic by Facebook. A short vi- video featuring the painting Liebespa from Kolomon Moser, made to Mark Leopold Museum's 20th anniversary this year, was rejected by Facebook and Instagram as potentially pornographic. These works and more are now on full display, safe from the threat of sh- censorship on Vienna's OnlyFans profile and only teased on other pr- platforms. The first subscribers to Vienna's 18 plus account on OnlyFans will receive either a Vienna city card or an admission ticket to see the artworks in person. Right. This is interesting because, like, no wimp on drugs. We've got a man trying to get a free holiday, and then we've got tasteful nudes on OnlyFans. It's interesting because. Can... Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say the first one I can definitely believe is true because I do. I've heard actually of studies in the UK where they test. I think the ones I've heard 
was some kind of fish. It might have been salmon, and a lot of them were actually addicted to cocaine because there was that much cocaine residue in their waterways. So I can believe that one definitely with the shrimp. Um, and I just also the UK has massive cocaine problems. Oh, I'm just going to take a stab. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with number three. Sounds very, very believable, but they all do. So mm. I'm going to go with number three. Yeah, I'm going to go number three as well. Uh, it's interesting because like a while back, um, there was actually like a big bit of a hubbubaloo because OnlyFans was going to born um, nudity on the platform, but I think they they sort of backtracked on that because yeah, they backflipped it. Yeah, because otherwise, why use They'd OnlyFans? Lose their entire user base. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much because like Patreon and sort of these other platforms are a lot better for setting up, I guess, a subscription way for, you know, content creators to be supported. You're not going to go to OnlyFans to, um, you know, get your podcast supported or your YouTube channel necessarily. It's already got that brand recognition like, oh, if you've made an OnlyFans, you know, you're going to be getting your butthole out a bit, you know. It's just kind of, kind of <laughs> what, what's expected. So anyway, subscribe to Drew's OnlyFans. Yeah, but you'll be able to see my exposed knee and my brand new jeans. Ooh. <laughs> So, yeah, number three, Dan, um, lock it in. I'm not that uh, confident, but, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not confident I'm, I'm playing three, but I'm going with it. We're playing the game here, Dan, so it's all good, mate. Uh, unfortunately, Sydney Dinwiddie is a made-up name. Damn it! Story number two is the puffy. Oh, Dan, I was going to go with that one too. Fuck. You're a bastard, Dan. <laughs> Dinwiddie. So where'd you get that from? Did you just like pull it out of your brain or did you see it on a bulletin board somewhere what's I just uh, pulled it out of my brain uh, I don't, just, I don't like your brain much man, I went, went through and I was like oh Anchorage is close enough to be on a bunch of freight lines for air travel well, fair and enough I was scrolling through people's names and there was Sydney Dinwiddie <laughs> well you fucking got me hook line and sinker didn't get me though no <laughs> <laughs> I knew. Didn't it. you I just, just pick number three? I just wanted to check I, the tapes on that one. I just wanted Ash to feel better about himself. It's all right. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> all right. I'll jump into my second round. All right. So story number one: Japanese macaques have learnt the art of the heist and have begun stealing tourists' belongings. Story number two: Sainsbury customers spot hidden message from fed-up worker on website. And story number three. Mum left mortified after toddler accidentally live streams her in the shower. All right, I'll just jump straight into some more details here. So story number one, Japanese macaques have always been well known for their social lifestyles and group learning. However, it appears that one group of macaques at the Jigo Kudani Monkey Park, famous for its monkey hot springs, has learnt to distract tourists by being friendly while the other macaques in the pack rob them blind. The macaques, presumably attempting to steal food, have been stealing many things such as mobile phones, cameras, snaps, snacks, and lipsticks. Lipstick. God, I can't read. This behavior has become quite problematic as any electronic devices the monkeys steal are generally destroyed once they are taken into the hot spring, leading to park officials issuing warnings towards tourists, advising them to leave valuables behind and to enter the park at their own risk. And story number two. The Sainsbury customer spots hidden message from fed up worker on website. A Sainsbury employee showed their frustration in a hidden message on the supermarket's online shop. The pea protein-based product description started pretty normal, but then took a bizarre turn as the worker detailed their unhappiness at work. The words included in the description read, nobody reads these, 
filler, 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 and I can't believe this is my job. (laughs) (laughs) It could be read in the message among other nonsense. And story number three. A mum was left red-faced after her daughter accidentally went live on her Instagram and gave followers an eyeful of her in the shower. Mm. TikTok user Brianna, at Brie.Anna89, describes the hilarious incident in video caption, have kids, they said. In the now viral clip, she explained that she had given her toddler her phone to play games while she nipped in the shower, as reported by the Mirror. It was a preschool learning game that she plays often, the US mum said. Next thing I know, she was knocking at my door asking me to help her fix something. I, of course, tell her to come in so I can help, so she can keep playing. She hands me the phone while I'm in the shower, except when she agreed to help her, she had no idea that her daughter was no longer playing her game, but it accidentally brought up Instagram and hit live recording. I quickly realized that my phone is broadcasting live on Instagram, the mum revealed before adding, in my hand while I'm in the shower. Jeez, that is that is uh, <laughs> such an awful that's, situation to be in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's what awaits you next year, Drew. <laughs> yeah, well... I don't know about next year. I don't think he just <laughs> would have his kid playing on his phone that early. Uh, just going to be an extremely fast developer. <laughs> if it's anything like um, like its dad, it won't be very fast at much development. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that, that's that's really funny though. I like to I like to imagine you came up with that yourself, but I don't know. That could it's very well done. You you quoted the mirror in there, so whether you're actually look, if that turns out to be the furphy, you're like. And that actually comes from the mirror, which is, you know, that's a website that comes up a fair bit when you're looking for these furfies. You know, it comes up with a lot of bullshit. That'll be very smart. It's it's kind of keeping me away from it because of that. But I don't know. It's pretty pretty smart, Ash, if if that is the case. What are you thinking, Dan? I'm thinking the Japanese monkeys stealing shit sounds extremely plausible. Yeah, Japanese monkeys love stuff. So they'll steal it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm thinking, what was story number two again? I forgot that one too. Yeah. That was the Sainsbury customer Uh, spot hidden message. Yes. I'm, I'm, I know. While no one probably does read the product description of pea protein powder, um, I'm, I'm thinking the, the alliteration there could be a little clue that Ash wrote it himself. I'm I'm leaning towards it being number two at this point. Number two. I'm going to go something different then. That could be that could be detrimental to my furphy crack. Widen yeah. the net, says Drew. Going to widen the net. Look, the the bloody the, 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 the odds are really bad on this. You know, as a sports bet man, um, as, as we said at the start of the episode which I've never put a bet on sports bet in my life. I'm too much of a tight ass for betting, <laughs> to be honest. But I'm going to go number three, just in case Ash is trying to be smart. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he's chucking that in there to really throw us off, but I'm not going to let him. I don't care if I lose. I think I will lose, but just in case, it's number three. All right, then. So number two and number three, I can confirm that the Furphy is the Japanese macaques, number one. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know. They might actually do this, but I made it up, so I don't know if they do. <laughs> I don't know Sounded, sounds extremely possible. It we didn't, does. We didn't get it, so it's fact now. If the Furphy doesn't get guessed, <laughs> it becomes real. It, it actually manifests itself into the world. I know, so I actually just did it Dan style, so they don't do it in packs. They just do it individually. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, I completely made it up. The Sainsbury <laughs> one I looked up, I've got the article, I'll send it to you after. It's so funny if you actually mm. read exactly what was written in the product description because, like, this guy, whoever wrote this, was having a mental breakdown. <laughs> it was in the middle of a crisis when he was writing this product description, which isn't funny, but it's funny to me <laughs> when I read it. <laughs> Look, it, it, it'll be funny once he gets the help he needs and, you know, everything's all right in his life. <laughs> then once, once he gets a better job. I wonder how long it was live before somebody actually did read that and notice it. Yeah, I don't know. That's the story. I can't believe story this is week. my job. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody reads these. Sucker, I'm reading it right now. Well, I, filler, filler, filler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of our firsts then for this week. That is. Well done, boys. I think it was a successful round from us all. It was. It was especially with Dan. He got us. We don't, I didn't get one of yours, Dan. I think I got you both both times. Yeah, Coming for did. Tom's title. He's not here to defend it this week. So I think, I, think I got everyone a few times last week as well on the, on the lost episode. <laughs> yes, I believe you did. You are in fine form at the moment. I've really dropped my mantle. I've been doing quite poorly. That's the first time I've gotten everybody in a while with that second one. Might have become very easy to guess. I've gotten worse. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody got mine last week because Tom knew it and you guys both got it right. Yeah. Such yeah, shit, I need to pick up my game, it seems. Drew's in fine falling form with his, his <laughs> effort today as well. Falling form? Fine falling form. Bit more of a bit more alliteration there. <laughs> Fantastically fine falling form. <laughs> that's enough falling form from us, Dan. I reckon that's uh, <laughs> that's the end of the episode, boys. Thank you very much for joining me. It's always a blast talking to you guys, and hopefully we'll see Tom again next week. Hope he's having a, a good good night out there. A, a good Sunday roast with his family. Yeah, everyone loves a good... I hope it's a roast. Everyone just roasts the fuck out of it. It is a roast. It's, it's definitely a comedy roast. He's up uh, there on the stage. <laughs> stage in a civic and arts centre. He was telling me earlier, oh, this is just a very, very quick thing that's happened today. Tom was like, hey, come play this game with me that we've just started playing. I jumped on, and as soon as I jumped, because I got on within like five or ten minutes of him telling me to get on, he's like, I have to go in ten minutes. <laughs> I was like, you piece of shit. Um, but he was telling me how he got this map roast for tonight which is actually why he could be here he, he is doing a family roast that wasn't a joke yeah <laughs> um he got this massive roast and went to put it in the freezer and went realized when it wouldn't fit in the freezer he read the label and it feeds 16 people 16 <laughs> so i think he went a bit overboard how on many the, people on the size is, of the is he roast. cooking it for oh, i've like i don't know maybe like six <laughs> <laughs> the re- he's gonna be eating a lot of sandwiches at work yes for like. many days i think mm. So, Drew, you know where to go for dinner tonight? <laughs> yeah, I was going around. Like, Tom, I heard you have, like, a fucking enough meat. <laughs> so, I've, I've come over. Actually, an exorbitant amount of roast. Yeah, I actually bought pizza for tonight, so oh, delicious stuff. I've, got, I've still got enchiladas in the fridge if anybody listening cares about our dinner situations. Yeah, Dan, no, no one asked you, mate. No one asked <laughs> you. <laughs> I was just inspired by Ash's Instagram stories. <laughs> Not the orange one, then. Um, <laughs> I was fed by the hotel, and they gave me three big chunks of tofu. <laughs> Ooh, delicious. 
don't dislike tofu really, but I definitely don't want to just have three big chunks of tofu for dinner. So yeah, you'll be come, you'll be down next weekend. What's the what's the go of that? Am I going to see you, or what's going on? Are you uh, busy? I think, I think you'll see me. I will be. Oh. I, th- I assume I'll be very busy the whole time catching up with people, but I'll definitely have to make time for you for sure. I was going to stay in Adelaide the first night I got out, but I think I've decided against that now just because I've still got my mum's car and it's loaded with all my stuff. I just want to get that car back and my stuff somewhere safe as quick as I can. Don't want to leave it sitting around in Adelaide, especially. Adelaide, the city of ruffians and thieves. (laughs) Stabilade. (laughs) Yeah, well, we had a bloody stabbing here yesterday, so we can't talk too much. Yeah, I heard about that. I know the person who was involved as well. Yeah. I as did not does, hear about that, awesome. actually, but I believe that's a story for off the airwaves. This is yes. not a furphy <laughs> either, Dan. This is not a furphy. This is a, a real thing that happened in our small little town, but we'll talk about that at another date. And uh, any, everyone else, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Just something simple. It's like, what a fucking show. That's all you have to say. Um <laughs> That's about it. Put, put, just just post that in Discord if you're listening as well in the Crack and Furfies channel of the House of Mario. Hashtag what a fucking show. What a fucking show. You what know? a fucking show. Or Grandma Falls Over. Hashtag Grandma Falls Over. <laughs> I like that one more. Uh, yeah, that's all right. Anyway, guys. <laughs> we'll catch you later. See you, boys. Peace. Bracken Furfies is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co-hosts are Ash Wallace, Daniel Treadray, and Thomas McRobert. If you enjoy my work here as well as on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, Encore at The House of Mario, and A Drew Story, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1 you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.